Welcome to the Devotional Toddcast, hosted by Pastor Todd Walker and Crossroads Church in Littleton, New Hampshire. For Toddcast today, before we get into it, I'm going to ask you a question. Maybe in my mind is too much geared towards kids right now, but I'm going to ask you a question and humor me, okay? What is your favorite superhero or superpower and why? Now, either think about how you feel now or how you felt as a kid. Favorite superhero or superpower and, and why? Because we're kind of going to talk about some strengths tonight. Anyone want to answer that? I'm getting some blank stares. I asked my son and he said he wants to teleport. Oh, me too. Teleport? You too? Everyone wants to just go places immediately. Okay. Well, that's, that's a pretty cool thing. I asked him what his second favorite was, and he said super speed. So Had just wants to travel. He's a traveler. Um, they asked us back there what I would like to do, and I said I'd like to fly. I would just like to fly, just once, until I get a bug in my face, then I'm done. Um, we're going to talk about strength tonight. Um, tonight's podcast Todd, is going to be called Brazen, Quiet, Courageous Servants. Let me ask you another question. Who is the strongest person that you know? Think about it. The strongest person that you know. And I have a follow-up question to that question. What makes that person strong? My father. Your father. Your father's the strongest person you know. Cheryl, what made him strong? God made him strong. That's a good answer. Amen. So your dad was strong spiritually speaking. That's a really good answer. Anyone else? And physically? My dad was too. My dad was 6'6", six, six, over 300 pounds, and a lot of it was muscle. A lot of it wasn't muscle too. Um, but my dad was also strong spiritually, and I, I really appreciate that about my dad. Well, think about that question, because that's going to be kind of the basis for where we're going tonight. Now, even though I didn't see her in the room, she is here tonight. My wife is a very strong person. She really is. She might not look strong, but Janine is very strong. And I don't mean that exactly physically, but she is strong physically too. Um, but my wife is stable. She's a stable person. She, she does not shift around a lot. She's stable, she's steadfast, and she's reliable. Janine really is all of those three things. And because many times in, in life, I will look at the negative. Anyone else kind of look at the negative, the situation? And I don't know if I'd say a pessimistic, but I, I'm a realist. And I kind of look at some stuff as, uh, as actual as they actually look like. And so Janine will say something like, I don't think it's that bad, Todd. Or I think it's going to turn out fine, Todd. And then I always feel kind of convicted. And I realize my wife is a lot stronger than me. You guys get some of that too? It's going to be okay. That's right. That's right. But that's a good thing, right? That balances us. That's right. That's a good thing. I think in some ways Janine is stronger than I am, and I mean that. And now I might win an arm wrestling contest with my wife, and I do emphasize might. Because um, she carries babies a lot. But Janine would win a strength contest between our spirits. I really believe that. She has a very strong spirit, and I appreciate that about my wife. But don't you like feeling strong? Anyone just like the feeling of strength. I enjoy the feeling of strength. It makes me feel confident when I'm strong. I like the feeling of just having worked out, even though I, do it, I don't do it all the time. But I like having worked out because I feel strong after I work out. I feel huge, like maybe I'm the strongest person in the world. And I like that feeling. In fact, when I was younger, I had a younger brother. And I remember proving to my brother how much stronger I was than he was. And I liked that. And I liked that feeling that proving to my brother that I was the stronger of the two and that I wasn't to be messed with. I really enjoyed that. Even today, I will regularly send my, my younger brother pictures 
of my ever-increasing biceps and triceps. <laughs> just so that he knows where he stands in this relationship and that he, I'm not to be messed with. Because I'm the older and stronger brother, even though he has more hair. <laughs> but in all seriousness, when someone noticed my strength growing up, I was very happy about that because everyone wants to feel strong and capable. Nobody wants to feel weak. We all want to feel strong. Now, my kids, like, at, at home, they have this sort of game they do. They like to see if they can push me around, especially Haddon. Haddon, sometimes Haddon comes up to me. I don't know if he's looking for a hug or wants to shove me. And it's, it's like 50-50. And Haddon likes to see if he can push me around because he knows that I'm strong. And if he can push me around, that means that he's strong. And everyone wants to feel as if we're strong. Now, strength is related to the word confidence. It really is. Someone who is confident in themselves is typically also strong. Even if they aren't physically strong, they do have strength within them. And strength and confidence are a team. I looked up the word confidence and it gave me two definitions. Number one, it says the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. A firm trust. That's confidence definition number one. Number two is the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. That's confidence definition number two. I believe we live in an inconsistent world with inconsistent people. It seems we have a complex relationship with confidence. We don't like to respect those who have no confidence. We, we show a lack of respect to people that don't have confidence, but we also want to take down those who do have confidence. It's almost like we want to conquer those who are confident. Nevertheless, confidence is attractive to most people. We either respect it or we covet it because confidence is attractive. We either look up to those who have it or we want to be those who have it. Now, when confidence is right, when it's good, it's actually what we're seeing is courage. Confidence, when it's right, is courage. And confidence, when it's wrong, is actually arrogance. And you can tell the difference between an arrogant person and a courageous person by noticing the demeanor of that person. An arrogant person needs to be heard. They need to be noticed by people. When push comes to shove, though, an arrogant person is not that courageous. They're loud and flashy to sort of make up for their lack of courage. On the other hand, a courageous person doesn't need the spotlight. They don't need to be heard or seen. They walk into situations that other people will not because they're confident that they're going to be okay. Have you ever noticed somebody so confident you wished you had what they have? I will say my sister is that kind of person. Many, many of you know Christy. She's actually coming home a week from tonight, so she'll be back with us soon. But Christy is a confident person. She really is. She's one of the most confident people I've ever met. Now, to be fair, and she would admit this, Christy also has some insecurities, like not being married. Christy has wanted to be married her entire life. And although she's desired to be married her entire life, her confidence has never waxed or waned based on her lack of being married. Her confidence does not depend upon her marital status. It depends upon her worth in the eyes of God. I highly respect my sister for her confidence. She knows Jesus died for her. She believes it with every fiber of her being, and she brazenly serves the Lord with confidence and courage in a land, Germany, which is where she is right now, who is less than receptive to the gospel. That's courage to me. Jesus himself was a courageous man, but he was also a paradox. He was meek and humble and only spoke when it was proper to speak. But you also couldn't shove Jesus around, and I don't mean physically. He was firm in what he believed. He was firm in who he was. But he made himself a servant of his own creation. Isn't that interesting? The strongest man, the bravest man who ever lived, 
put himself in the lowest possible position to serve others. He made himself the lowest on the totem pole, even though he is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, and has the name that is above every name. In fact, Philippians 2, verses 3 to 11, says this exact thing. It says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Verse 9, Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. A servant, humble and meek, and yet the loftiest, highest position imaginable. Jesus was a meek and humble servant, but he was also a brazen and courageous soldier. How did he manage to do all of this at the same time, is my question. And I think the answer is actually quite simple. Let's go back to our definition of confidence. Confidence, number one, is the feeling or belief that one can rely on something or someone. It's a firm trust. Number two, it's the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. Does that define our Lord Jesus? He firmly relied upon his Father's promises as if they could never be broken. And number two, he was certain about the truth of the gospel and the word of God. And this enabled Jesus to be the most confident and courageous person that ever lived. And because he was supremely confident, because he was supremely courageous, it allowed him to be meek, not always being heard, not always having to prove he was the strongest in the room. It allowed him to be humble, to serve other people. He had no insecurities, our Lord Jesus Christ, because he was confident and courageous that God was his strength and his protector. Therefore, no harm could come to Jesus except for that which was, was a part of his Father's sovereign, loving, and perfect will. And Jesus believed that. And because Jesus was supremely confident and courageous, he, both, he was both looked up to from some people who wanted to follow Jesus because of his courage and confidence, but he was also envied and people wanted to kill him for his courage and confidence. And this is the world's reaction to confidence and courage. We desire it so much, so much that we're willing to give our lives to attain it, or we're willing to destroy the ones who have it so we feel better about ourselves. Now, we certainly can't solve the world's problems in one podcast, but we as Christians are followers of Jesus. That's what the word Christian means. We are the ones who have been so attracted to the confidence and courage of Jesus that we've given our lives to line up right behind him and go the way that he goes. Therefore, the strategy to gain this confidence and courage is the same strategy our Lord used. We must firmly rely upon the promises of God as if they can't be broken. And we must be certain about the truth of the gospel and the word of God. And if we are, then we will gain the same confidence and courage that Jesus had. And this confidence and courage, I believe, will do two amazing things. Number one, it's going to chase away all the insecurities that we have. Because we have a lot. When we're confident and courageous, confident and courageous, in the word of God and in God's promises, our insecurities run away from us. We don't have to be loud and flashy in order to get respect. In order to win victories in this life, we will let the Lord gain those for us. 
So that's number one. Number two, we will turn into brazen, quiet, courageous soldiers for Jesus. Because the truly confident and courageous souls are always spiritual victors. And all you have to do to understand that is read the Bible. Moses, Joseph, David, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the Apostle Paul, Peter, etc., 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 had the biggest spiritual victories of anyone who's ever lived, but were some of the most meek, humble, and greatest servants of all time. Only in Christianity can the meek and humble servants be the toughest and strongest warriors on the planet. And it's all because we line up next to the Almighty God, with whom there are no real opponents and no real rivals because God cannot lose, can he, to anybody. But besides this being a pep talk to make us all feel good and feel strong tonight, what is the point of being strong and courageous and being a warrior? What's the point? Once again, we're Christians. We're followers of Jesus. We don't have to guess or make up our own battle plan. We simply do what Jesus did. We follow the pattern that Jesus left for us. And it's called the Word of God. It's right here before us tonight. It is our battle plan. We, have to be, we, can, we can remain meek and humble and loving servants of God and of his church. And to the world, that's going to look very not dynamic, not flashy. And that's the point. That's the point. Those who are true servants of God are some of the least flashy, least dynamic people out there. But they're confident. They're confident in their Lord. They're confident in his promises. And they're confident that his battle plan works against evil. And I believe this world needs to see more brazen, quiet, courageous servants of King Jesus. And we have this opportunity before us right now. We can get out there as a church and we can punch the devil in the face with our commitment to show meekness, humility, kindness, love, charity, and by having a relentless pursuit to do what Jesus said and to do what Jesus did. Now that is courage in a world that hates those kinds of things. And as a prayer tonight, as we close, I want to ask God and the Lord Jesus to help us find our confidence and courage in you and to lead us to victory over the evil the same way that you did, by obeying the Father's will and by being a brazen, quiet, courageous servant of God because you love us and because we love you. Thanks for listening to the Devotional Toddcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. Learn more about us at CrossroadsOfLittleton.com. Crossroads Church, seeking to shine the light and love of Jesus in the heart of New England.